Hey, hey, Tony Gaskins here with a new episode of Talks with Tony. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, I kind of, what I'm looking for right now is when I do the episodes, I, I really want to find an email that has a lot of detail, that has enough body in it that I can get a good idea of the full situation. So, understand that on these podcasts I have up to an hour that I can talk so when you all write in your relationship story like not your relationship story your relationship question for the talks with Tony part of the podcast please be sure to add a lot of detail you know like to try to tell me the whole story and keep in mind that we we have up to an hour so just make sure that it's not longer than an hour read and we should be good. So I found this email. I didn't read it, but I see that it's long enough to where to give me a good idea of where the writer is coming from. Hello, Tony. First and foremost, I want to say how much of a blessing your YouTube videos and your book with your wife, A Woman's Influence, has been in my life. I have learned so much from you and your book for the past years. I have been working on my relationship with God, my well-being, my mindset toward dating, and how I pick men. I just turned 33 years old this month. I am excited that I have another year of life and blessed, but the area that I am not great in is my love life. Also, I find you to be hilarious, and I know you are not trying to be. I am working on my brand, brain, and body. That's the three B's for those of you who don't know. I try my best to work out at least three to four times a week and carry myself well. Some days I look a hot mess and others I look absolutely fabulous. I need to work on being consistent in my appearance. I am blessed with a second opportunity to earn my specialist degree in school psychology. Let's just say I flunked out of grad school with a 2.9 GPA. Yeah, I know. And my 26 years of life was horrible lost my job, a tough breakup. I was more into him than he was interested in me, and it was a soul tie on my part on an emotional level. There was no sexual interaction between myself and the ex. Flunking grad school was flunking grad school and was in debt of 80 to 90 thousand dollars. Through the grace of God, I was able to earn a master's degree with a scholarship at a prestigious university, pay off my car, credit card debt and paid three out of four of my loans for a degree I never earned all within one year a well-paying teaching job and so much more when God shared with me last year will be my last will be my year of restoration he wasn't kidding the things I lost years prior were restored but threefold he is still working in my life to this day and I'm grateful for it the one aspect I would love to have is to be married with kids. However, here's the kicker. I never had a boyfriend, nor have I been in love. Yep, I know. I have dated, but nothing lasts longer than six weeks. I have never been on my back or have done any type of sexual favor with any men. I am saving myself for marriage. This is a major deal breaker for me and can't allow myself to compromise in that arena. 
I had a date with a man who asked me if I would move in with a man if I was engaged to him and I told him no. I haven't seen him since that one date. This year I decided to use a dating app. I thought let me try something different because the men I was meeting in the real world weren't cutting it. I know, I know these fools on the dating apps aren't any better. Two guys tried to scam me and I wasn't having it. They got reported. I got ghosted after one date. I looked fabulous after work, great conversation, and it seems like we were moving forward to get to know one another a little better, but nope, he ghosted me. Lastly, I met a grown boy who was a hot mess. Lord, I have to clutch my pearls for this one. I think back in May I was desperate for a man because I agreed to date a man with four children with two baby mamas on a dating app. That's where I should have stopped my conversation with the man, but I gave him a chance. This man wasn't over his baby mama, who had three babies with him, and I ignored the red flags. Let's, let's just say S hit the fan. I had a friend who knew him and decided to talk in his ears about how I was quote-unquote in love with him, which I wasn't. My spirit wasn't too keen on him and he revealed to her that he wasn't into me that way. He thought of my ex-boyfriend. He thought my ex-boyfriend and I were trying to pull a prank slash fast one on him. This ex-boyfriend was the same one who was talking in my ear about how I need to be more affectionate with this guy. Especially, he is a man who already had sex before when I wasn't ready, and he didn't prove to me that he should get a kiss from me who already I move slow when dating especially using words of endearment kissing making out with no groping lastly she is a married woman sending pics to this grown boy that I was dating of other women in lingerie and she sent him a pic of me in my bikini I was shocked and appalled she and I conversed with one another about what she did I get she had good intentions, but I would have liked if she told me that she suspected he was trying to get back with his baby mama, so I could just leave the guy and talk sense into myself. She was upset that he didn't up to her as he had with me about his past, and I can think he was trying to find herself a side dude or living vicariously through this relationship between myself and the grown boy. Looking back, she was controlling and didn't respect boundaries. I am glad the friendship ended, and I don't talk to any of them. At the moment, I am not dating anyone. I am focused on my schoolwork, my fitness, side hustle, and self-care, emotional, physical, and spiritual. I just want to know how I can increase my possibility of meeting someone when I am going to church, grocery store, shopping, and going to events while practicing social distancing. I know and hope that day will come when I meet a man, but some days are easier to keep hope alive and most than most when the 19 is out here. Any advice you have will be truly appreciated. Thank you for your time. Um, well, forgive me for that because, you know, as people are writing, sometimes, you know, typos happen, so it kind of throws me off and and I was a little confused on here because I was hearing he and I'm thinking a man is up to something. Then it switched to she. And then so it's like a 
uh, woman is up to something and I said ex-boyfriend but I think that means that BF BF means boyfriend but I think she meant best friend um, so when using abbreviations goes wrong and um, here's the thing that the, the tough thing about this when when you aren't very experienced like worldly experience and you're, you're not too cultured like when you are saving yourself to marriage for marriage one of the problems that can set in is sometimes you can become socially awkward you know really unaware of the world and how to interact with people it's almost like being you know homeschooled for some people you know who are homeschooled and they don't have interaction so what you have to be mindful of when you're saving yourself until marriage and you have never had a boyfriend and never you know did anything sexual with a man never really dated a man never been in love and you're 33 years old you really have to get immersed into culture like you gotta join different life groups different meetup groups you gotta get out of the house you know you gotta be in the small business association the the teachers association you're a teacher you gotta be in if the Toyota Camry car club you know whatever car you drive you know get on meetup.com instead of a dating site and join different communities there will be a community for black women there will be a community for women in their 30s there will be a community for the what the car you drive the your favorite brand it's all different type of communities and you got to get out and you got to hear different people's stories you got to hear these stories you got to talk to people. You got to experience life and not saying sleep with someone, but you just have to become more cultured and get around different people so that you can, you know, hear more and learn more and experience more. You know, listen to all of these letters, watch all the videos, you know, and really kind of open up a little bit, you know, get get to know a man when you're dating them um, to be honest with you when you're this green you know meaning um, inexperienced you you really have to take some of that good earning that you that you're making and hire a stylist hire a stylist that's a clothing stylist hire a hair stylist you know hire a makeup artist and like do sessions with these people so that you can you know learn all you have all you need to learn about these things and because those things are very important because sometimes if you're not really interacting with men you kind of can start to lose your femininity and so what I mean is you can kind of start to if you're not really focused on men like that your look for ourselves like when we live just for ourselves we are very low maintenance like we if if we didn't have to worry about other people no woman would wear makeup because you you don't care about what anybody thinks if it's just you and so sometimes when you're not dating actively and you're not really 
on the scene and, and dealing with men, you can kind of start to lose that edge to where that, that you know, sexiness or that femininity that, you know, the, the putting on the makeup or the lashes or the hairstyle or, you know, the, the cute outfit, you know, whatever it is that kind of makes you pop, makes you come alive. And so you have to make sure that you're honing yourself in those areas. And it goes both ways, men and women, because the same thing happens on the other side with men where, you know, you'll hear so many women say, hey, he's a great guy, but he can't dress. You know, like he, he just doesn't know how to dress or he's a great guy, but his hygiene isn't the best. You know, he's a great guy, but he's just super introverted. Like he doesn't know how to have a conversation. And that's where we have to realize this and really be able to look and say, you know what? I'm not too cultured. I, I wasn't in the in crowd. I wasn't in the cool crowd to where I had a lot of interaction with people. And I was invited to all the, you know, middle school and high school and college parties and just got to see and be around people and feel how, you know, people interact and I'm not super into fashion. We have to identify those blind spots and work on those areas. So that was a decent length of a letter, but look, we still got time. So we just kind of getting going. I, I found another letter here that it seems like it has a little body to it. And y'all have to forgive me. Like, this is my life. This is what I have to go through. Honestly, I don't have the time to read these stories and then come and read it on here. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a reader. I'm a listener. And so from reading, it kind of gives me a headache. The way my mind reads, if, if maybe some of you may have the same thing, I read the same line three times to really take it in when I'm reading in my mind. And so it will just take a lot of time for me to really read and vet everything. And I feel terrible about that when I read something and, and, and it kind of sounds kind of off or the person is confusing me because I know they're confusing you. But I guess what it does too is it kind of gives you an idea of, of what I you know deal with dealing with so many people and how that can weigh on you and kind of be a little draining and so then you understand if I do a video and it feels like, you know, my disposition is a little bothered or I'm coming a little stronger, then you know, like, okay, yeah, Tony's been reading a lot of, you know, emails that's throwing them for a loop. So understand that. Next letter. Dear Tony Gaskins, I pray this email finds you well. I would greatly appreciate your advice on this situation and I apologize in advance for a lengthy email. This is actually a good thing now. I was in a toxic relationship from the age of 16 to 22 with my now ex-boyfriend. I'm nearly 26 now and he is nearly 28. We broke up four years ago and since breaking up we have kept in occasional contact. Here's a bit of the backstory to the relationship. It was the young and dumb love story where we made nearly every mistake in the book. We were so on and off. We were so on and off. He cheated. I I ended up I ended up dating another man in one of the off periods in the relationship. He found out I was dating someone. He hated seeing me 
with someone else. We argued and somehow we ended up back together. He cheats again. I leave and the cycle with him repeats. I wanted to believe that he would change and stupidly I kept forgiving him. However, the more I forgave him, I felt, my, I felt myself emotionally withdrawing from this relationship until one day he sits opposite me and he breaks down, admits to cheating, begs for, for my forgiveness, tells me he has been making a huge mistake, that he is deeply in love with me and that he will spend every day for the rest of his life making this up to me if I gave him one last chance. For the first time, I was able to see a deeply insecure man sat beside me, and I had enough strength to walk away with no intentions of going back. Fast forward to a few months ago, we hadn't spoken for nearly a year. He phoned me. I didn't know it was him, and he had changed his number. This was during the lockdown this summer. We ended up going for a walk and talked for six hours. Whilst deep in the conversation, I realized this is not the same insecure boy that I had once walked away from. He also realized that I wasn't the same woman I once was. The level of conversation had reached a whole new height of emotional intellectual depth. I let him do most of the talking. I listened. During this conversation, I found out he has a son who is a few months old, who he only found out about a month earlier. I asked him questions around this and he told me that he didn't know about his son. He barely knew the woman as she is in Grenada and he only saw her a few times when he'd been on holiday. He didn't know she was pregnant. He told me that he has no plans of ever being with this woman and had no plans of having a child with a woman who he wasn't married to. But he promised he would do all he can to make sure his son is well looked after. I, pro I processed this new information and continued with my life. We speak occasionally, but the conversations now are far, are far from what they used to be. Emotionally, he now opens up to me about how he feels about everything. He has deep dived into his insecurities and past. He admitted to his past mistakes and is taking accountability for his actions. Recently, he openly told me that he is traveling to Grenada to, he to see his son this Christmas and to establish boundaries with his baby mother. And he said that once he comes back to London, UK, he is hoping that we could be together and that he can make me his wife and that he would let me know once he is back in the country. I haven't decided to respond. Mr. Tony Gaskins, I greatly appreciate your thoughts on this situation. Thank you for all that you do. Now, so y'all know, these letters are old. <laughs> I have a very vast inbox of letters. And a lot of times I kind of intentionally answer old emails because I don't want a person's decision to be my decision. I, I want people to live life and learn and you know, and, and learn on their own and take the knowledge that they've gained from life experience and from videos and courses and books and so on and make a decision. I don't want the liability of telling somebody, hey, do this, and then they do that and it turns out terribly. So the fact that these letters are sometimes older, I'm totally fine with that. Now, the first thing that jumped off the page to me 
is she was in a toxic relationship from the age of 16 to 22. To every single parent listening to this, do not let your child date in high school. Hear me again. Do not let your child date in high school. Take your child's phone every single night. Read all of the text messages. Let your child know that their text messages are hooked up to your phone and that every message that comes into their phone comes to your phone. They do not have to know that that's not true, but you let them know that so that they move with an awareness that they are being watched. And the reason why I say that is when we leave children to themselves, they self-destruct. That is why the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. And what that means is that although we may be like the prodigal son and go our own way for a season, we always make our way back home to the road that we were shown, the wave that we were shown how we should live. So understand that and take that very seriously. The next thing what I would say to a situation like this, and not necessarily talking to this young lady, I want to speak to anybody in a situation like this, is when you deal with a man who is very young, you have to realize that he knows nothing about manhood. He knows nothing about himself. He knows nothing about love. He knows nothing about a relationship. And he's going through the motions. He does not know what is attractive to him, who will be attractive to him. And he's just doing what he's seen done and doing what he thinks he's supposed to do. But he has no clue what he's doing. And his mind and his desires and his lust is like a leaf in the wind. Literally picture a leaf in the wind. What does that look like? It is just floating and going to and fro. And whichever way the wind blows, it goes that way. It does not have a mind of its own. It does not know where it's going. Wherever the wind takes it, that is where it will end up. That is how young men under the age of 25 date women. And that is what women need to understand. That you have no security with a man under the age of 25. He does not know who he is. He does not know what he wants. He does not know where he is, go where he is going. He is blind and nine out of ten times he will lead you into a ditch because he cannot see where he is going. Once you realize that you are following a blind man, you have to open your eyes and use the sight that you have and you have to light your own path, blaze your own trail and go your own way. Focus on your school. Focus on your job. Focus on your business and do your thing. Wait until you are 25 years or older to start dating men, to start dealing with men in a serious way. The only time you make an exception to the rule is when the man is an exception to the rule. I got married at 23 years old. My wife and I 
have been married going on 15 years and we are we are amazingly happy but guess what look at what I do for a living so somehow God chose to make me an exception to the rule but that is because I know this is why I'm not saying hey me and my wife got married when I was 23 years old so it's totally fine to trust and date men because not every man is being groomed by the Lord to become one of the world's top love and relationship coaches. So my trajectory, my life, my choices, it worked out because of what I was called to do. It had nothing to do with me and my mindset and me being, you know, some special person. It was I was chosen by God to do the work that I'm doing. My birthday is March 8th. Ironically, that is International Women's Day. I mean, come on. When I found that out, I was like, this is mind-boggling. Like, how in the world do I work serving relationships? And the only people who want to hear about relationship talk is women for the most part. So 95% of my YouTube audience are women, 5% men. And... In the comments, I've only I only typically see two men at one time in a positive light in the comments. Anytime I see more than that is men bashing me and calling me a simp and want to argue and debate with me because, you know, they want somebody to feel sorry for them and beat up on w women with them. And that's just, you know, the fact of the matter. So I need you to understand that when you are young like that, don't get caught up like move on with your life this guy in this email is so lost he's so confused i don't know what happened to him growing up and to be honest with you for men nothing could have happened he could have come up in a two-parent loving household and be living this life he gets a woman pregnant in a whole nother country he lives in london goes to grenada i'm guessing that's where his parents originate from sleeps with a woman unprotected gets her pregnant has a child over there and then comes back and tells this woman that is a safe place that he wants to be with her this is absolutely ridiculous this this is this is just classic i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i'm going i don't know what life is and i want somebody to do nothing with me I want somebody to be going nowhere with me. I want to play on the heart of someone who I know loves me and cares for me. And I want to use her as a safe house. I want to use her as a safe zone. I want to use her as a pillow, as a therapist, as a teddy bear. See, this broken and lost man should be investing in therapy and or life coaching. But instead, he's using this woman as his therapist. So now the conversations are all deep and intellectual and he's just going to this place he's never gone and he's telling all this business. Oh, it's so amazing. Oh, this conversation is so stimulating. And it's because these are his therapy sessions. He needs help and he's using this woman because it's free, it's a safe place, and it's not really doing the work. It's spinning his tires in the mud. And that makes him feel good about himself and like he's doing the work. 
what this young lady needs to say to this man is, hey, the proof is always in the pudding. Our life is shown to us by the results we have. You have an illegitimate child that you had with a woman on a random visit to Grenada. And now she has to raise a child by herself in a whole nother country. If anything, you should be trying to work it out with her and move her to London or you move there and try to be an active father in your child's life instead of doing what you should not have been doing and now trying to escape the responsibility of being a father and trying to have your cake and eat it too and come back to a woman who has preserved herself, who has lived her life and been saving herself 26 years old, does not have a child, has not been married, and then now this guy who's just been ripping and running the streets, sticking his thing in everybody, gets to come back and say, hey, I want to be with you now. Glad you've waited on me since you were 16 years old. Now it's 10 years later. You're almost 26. Hi, I'm back. You know, just out of the blue. It's like, man, go on somewhere. Man, go on somewhere. Find you somebody to play with. Go over there to Grenada and marry that woman and raise your and raise your son. Or move that woman to you and raise your son. Because you shouldn't have had your thing in her if you didn't want to be a father. You shouldn't have been in her unprotected if you didn't want to be a father. And now you want to run from that, leave this woman, raising a child by herself. And then you get to run out, right off into the clouds, into the sunset, and get you another woman that you're not going to do anything with this other woman but cheat on her just like you've done in the past you're not going to do nothing but get her again get comfortable with her woo her and see this is what a man does when a man knows that he's already dogged you out he's already cheated on you he's already you know done you wrong he he knows he has to come back a whole lot stronger he knows he got to come back looking and sounding like Jesus Christ's uh, first cousin in order to l get you to let your guards down and to trust that he's the right man and he's going to do the right thing. Now, the sad thing about this is this young lady could be pregnant by this man by now and or be done had his baby by now because this this is an old email. So that's the sad part about this. But um, if y'all hear me answer your email and some things have transpired just right in with the subject update to the question you answered put that in the subject so that i know it's an update and i can just add that to an episode so hey there we have that one you know i, I don't want to harp on the same thing i feel like y'all probably get you know get where i'm going with that let's do a couple of short ones since we don't have a whole lot of time left hi mr gaskins i hope you are having a blessed day i have been watching your videos for over a year now and they've really helped me in understanding men while i've been adjusting to life in college ever since watching your videos i have been curious if you could help me understand my father's actions and why he is the way he is or if there's any hope for mine and his relationship my father is a well-educated immigrant who makes a good living, but he frequently neglected to financially support myself and my siblings to support 
his mother and siblings. He was very abusive throughout my childhood, but I thought it was just cultural differences and that was just the way he was. He would constantly cheat on my mother to the point that my siblings and I were fully aware of what and when he was doing it. I clearly remember my siblings and I begging my mother to divorce him, but she stayed because she didn't want to be a single mother and, quote, we needed our father, unquote. Finally, after some intervention from police, they separated. After they separated, I lost contact with him, but my siblings tried to confront him about his actions in order to hear his side of the story, to which he claimed to be completely innocent. Every time he was confronted or asked about the situation, he accused my mother of everything he was being accused of. As of now, I haven't spoken to him in years. I just want to know from a man's perspective, is redemption possible for him or should I keep my distance? Well, thank you so much for your question. And I could tell by your last name that um, this is, you, you do come from a, or your father comes from a nationality that is not American. Um, I don't know exactly where the last name is from. Maybe I can uh, Google it. Y'all give me one second. Trying to see. What this will show me. Not listed. Origin not listed. On that one. Not listed on that one. Hmm. Not sure where this last name comes from. Not sure. Where that name comes from. A lot of records with the last name. But I was trying to see, you know, what, what I could see. But I, I don't see where the name comes from. So it definitely... Uh, could be something that was, you know, it's not a common last name. I've never seen the last name before. And, but the first name is like an American name, but maybe that could be short for something else. But what I will say is what you have to understand about men is a lot of times men are discarded in in families because being the male you're supposed to be tough you're supposed to be independent you're supposed to stand on your own two feet so when you see a man 
act the way your father act is typically because that's how his father acted or he didn't see his father didn't have his father and so he didn't know how to act toward a woman so he just acts out from his pain from his insecurity from his loneliness from his selfishness and he it sounds like he has this attachment to his mother and siblings because they were abandoned by his father this is the sign and the lifestyle of a man who didn't have a father figure or a positive father figure in his life because when we have a positive father figure we typically want to do and behave like our father i'm faithful to my wife because i saw my father be faithful to my mother so it showed me how a man should lead a household how a man should operate in a household how a man should be in a marriage so i didn't see any really crazy stuff after the age of six before that i mean they would have little fights but nothing you know no blood no police but they would have their you know little hood fights but i saw my father stay in the house work a job take care of us i can't even really remember my father yelling at me he never yelled at me he never abused me he never abandoned me he went outside to play with me taught me the best he could in basketball and football even though he wasn't an athlete and you know athletic but didn't play sports he was one of 12 he was the baby his mother was shot and killed when he was seven or eight years old his parents were separated his dad had to come back home and raise them so with all the trauma that he's seen and experienced he turned out to be a solid man for me and my sister and my sister and I. And so that taught me about manhood. So with your father is he didn't really see a good example. And I'm guessing his father's either passed away or because you said he looks out, he would neglect your family, you and your siblings for his mother and his siblings. And so what that speaks to is like a protector or provider mentality for his first family meaning the family he was born into like he had to step up and he made a promise I'm not gonna be like my father and I'm gonna take care of my mom and I'm gonna take care of my siblings so it's almost like he is his father but he's more interested in being replacing his father for his mother and his siblings and at the same time doing the same thing to his own family that comes from him that his father did to him so hurt people hurting people generational curses all of that goes into play here and it's most likely it's not something that can be changed as a full-grown adult for him to still be in denial when he's confronted he plays innocent he blames your mom for everything that is the sign that you know mentally he's just not going to accept responsibility and you gotta be gotta be okay with that you know that's something to where you don't have to have distance if he's not cursing you out and mean and nasty to you you can't really get caught up in how someone treats you you know as an adult versus how someone treated your mother when he was you know lost confused hurting broken and all of those things like if he is willing to be a father to you then let him be a father to you meaning somebody you can talk to somebody you can ask about men 
honestly, without trying to bash him and hate him and correct him and, you know, reprimand him, call him for advice and ask him about men. And if he won't even answer those questions, if he won't be a father, like asking your questions that you're asking me like about men, then that's when you should say, you know what, what is the point of really being attached to this person in my life? Like, let me just love him, love him from a distance, keep him at arm's distance and move on with my life. And if that gives you peace and you feel better. If not talking to him gives you anxiety, you know, you just don't feel good. You want to be the bigger person and be the bigger person because your love could be the thing that changes his life. Your, your love could be the thing that saves his life, you know, that changes his life. So understand that and don't get too caught up in battling and, you know, competing and hating and understand that everyone battles their own demons so to speak their own struggles the things that haunt them when you have one thing i've noticed about other countries outside of america is america has kind of created while we have very dark stuff that happens in america when my story of being american born in america is compared to people who are my age or older born in Africa or born in an island, a lot of times I notice other stories are way worse than mine because of the conditions of that country and that country not being a first world country like America. And so the struggle is different. And I hear stories of, you know, men and women being left by their mother and father at the age of 9, 12, 13, their parent just disappears and up and moves from the island or from Africa to Europe and to start a new life and just like, hey, forget my kids. And at the age of 13, um, this man or woman, this boy or girl has to become mom and dad to their siblings and do everything for their siblings and take care of their siblings. And I'm like, yes, that happens in America, but, you know, not you don't see it often. You don't really hear about it. I don't really know any cases personally, but I've heard cases from people from other countries. So you also just don't know with the conditions when when if people are living without electricity people are living without air condition you know without food and water sometimes you don't know what that does to the mental state of people and the physical abuse the sexual abuse that people endure as a child when they come from a third world country or a country or a culture that it was just rougher and so your dad could have nightmares and demons that are haunting him to this day that if he sat down and told you his story, you may get so sick to your stomach you throw up. You may be bawling with tears. And then you may say, wow, 
with with that story, I'm surprised you didn't kill yourself. I'm surprised you didn't take my mother's life. I'm surprised you were even half of the man that you were. And see, that's the thing that I had to realize, even with my my parents' story. Just the when as when I heard more about my dad's story, I was like, you know what? You were not supposed to be in the home. You were not supposed to be a stand-up guy. You really were supposed to be a criminal. Like you really, based on his life and his mother being shot and killed when he was seven and then being the baby and raised by his daddy and him seeing his father shoot shotgun shells, you know, shoot at his older brother and, you know, seeing what he's seen and losing his dad when he was away in in the army and his brother told my mom not to tell him that his dad was sick and dying so he didn't get the chance to take a leave and come to the hospital and talk to his dad hug his dad kiss his dad and say his goodbyes and so he had to come back to a dead father after with still having a big hole in his heart from having lost his mother at seven or eight years old and so I say that to say when somebody goes through stuff like that, it's hard for that person to believe that there's a God. But for my dad to be a devout Christian and to raise me as a Christian with morals and standards and values and teach me to read the Bible and help me to become a man and to stay in the home and raise me and my sister without being toxic, without being abusive, like with everything that he went through it makes me see his flaws totally different so sometimes that's what we have to do we got to kind of step back when we when we want to hate our parents and we want to judge our parents we got to realize everybody has their own life story everybody has their own struggle and at the end of the day we have to be responsible for our own happiness we have to be responsible for our own lives like we can't blame our mother and father for everything that's going bad in our life and all of our pain and all of our hurt even though they brought us into the world against our will without our permission is once you hit adulthood it's time to put the, the the big boy or the big girl britches on man up woman up and do what we have to do hey this is tony gaskins um i hate to have to run but uh, i'm living a kind of petty existence right now with some drama going on out there in the celebrity world and this tea is very very hot and um, it's, it's a live show getting ready to go on right now with some of this hot tea. So I, ca I have to go and get some of this here hot tea just because it helps me keep my finger on the pulse of the culture and see what's going on, what's moving, shaking. So that way it helps my, my message stay relevant. So, hey, thank you so much. Send your long, detailed relationship questions to inbox at TonyGaskins.com inbox at tonygaskins.com thank you so much we'll talk soon